What's in the bag? A shark or something? Put the bunny back in the box. Guys, five movies. This is one of your co-hosts, Chris Gasper. This is Frank Pelicone. You are listening to the Quick Cage, episode ninety-three, or the Continuous Cage, episode two. Um, first time in nine months uh, that we've done a Quick Cage episode. If this is your first experience of listening to these, Frank years ago um, went through Cage's entire filmography. It's in our archives. Um, every single Nick Cage movie plus. What the TV pilot was his own episode, right? Um, whatever the fuck yeah. that was called. Uh, uh, we the the what was it? Who's that? Crispin Glover. Um, yeah, in that with him. Um, but yeah, so the last movie that we covered was The Unbearable Weight of Massive Talent um, back last April, and now um, Cage has a new movie out, the first of three, I think, this year that's coming out. And um, which one is this, Frank? That you're going to talk about tonight? So we're going to talk about the 2023 um, Western called The Old Way. Um, it stars uh, Cage alongside um, uh, a bunch of other people that you don't really know um, and Clint Howard. <laughs> um, uh, so the last the last Cage movie we covered. That's a bad, that's a bad start. <laughs> okay. The last um, Cage movie we covered was The Unbearable Weight of Massive Talent, uh-huh. um, which is a fantastic movie. Um, one of my favorite Nick Cage performances and just all, like all around like a really enjoyable movie to watch with a great sense of humor, um, some really inventive um, screenwriting, uh, some very self-deprecating, I think... Um, Acting on Cage's part, like, you know, kind of calling into, um, sort of poking fun at his own, um, history and ego and just general, um, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Like, reputation he has of kind of being, like, sort of out there. Mm-hmm. Um, so really, like, a worthwhile movie. And if you haven't seen it, it's streaming somewhere right now. For it's free. on stars right now. Um, but definitely worth the watch. Um, very entertaining. So, I was kind of hoping that this would be similar. Um, yeah. Basically, this is kind of a... I'd call it an homage, but I think that's too favorable. Um, it's basically just a rip-off of a bunch of other westerns. Uh, it's got elements of... I don't know. Some elements of stuff like the um, the Clint Eastwood uh, spaghetti westerns from the 60s. Hmm. Um, pulls from stuff like Unforgiven. Has elements, minor elements of stuff like The Searchers. Um, there's a Thai West western from a few years ago called In a Valley of Violence. And similar to that in some ways. 
but in reality, it's just this fucking two-hour slog of a movie. I don't know, two hours. It might be feels like it's two hours. Yeah, it's it's ninety-five minutes, so it's not quite two. Um, which has some really weird. So we'll get to that. The premise is that Cage is this um, bounty hunter called Colton Briggs. Um, so the movie opens with Colton Briggs and this other man who have been tasked with being the bodyguards for this wealthy kind of land baron in the waning days of the Old West. Um, he's They've captured a man who they accuse of theft. They're about to hang him. The man's son is there watching the hanging occur. Um which also very similar to what was that Russell Crowe Western? Do you know what I'm talking about? Mm. Where they have to transport him. Um, the one with um Bale in it? Yeah, maybe. Where they have to transport him. Yeah, Crowe is like... Three times to Yuma? Yes, exactly. Yeah, okay, yeah. To Yuma. So similar yeah. to that too in that way. Uh-huh. Um, Great movie. so the, the land baron is about to execute this guy because he's also like the mayor of the town and the sheriff because he has all this money. So the man's posse, um, tries to help him escape and Colton Briggs, um, ends up killing everybody <clears throat> except for the man who, um, is freed from his noose and is laying on the ground. And Colton Briggs goes to leave, and it's he only killed people because they were shooting at him. So because he's like this man with no name style, like quick on the draw gunfighter, he's killed everybody that was coming after him. But he's walking away, like gonna let the guy that was getting hung like free, because that guy hasn't done anything to him. So that guy takes the gun off of his dead brother and is like, you killed my brother. Now I'm going to kill you. And so, of course, Nicholas Cage just shoots him in the head and kills him. And the son is like staring at him and Nicholas Cage walks away. So then mm-hmm. it cuts to 20 years later. Oh, Nicholas Cage has a ridiculous mustache <laughs> in this flashback sequence. So. Okay. Important to note because twenty years later, Nicolas Cage looks exactly the same. Colton Briggs looks exactly the same, except he doesn't have a mustache anymore. Oh, okay, so he's now magic. A, I get it. a farmer. He's married to a woman, has like a eight or nine year old daughter, and he owns uh, the general store in town. Okay, um, you get some dialogue that kind of shows that he's mellowed himself and that marrying this woman has kind of like changed his perspective on life so now he doesn't kill people anymore um but he doesn't have a really good relationship with his daughter because he's just kind of this cold fish in a lot of ways the only person that he really relates to is the wife so the wife is like hey you got to take your daughter to school today i can't do it because i gotta hang up the wash because it's getting real windy and i gotta get these clothes hung up and he's like, oh, can't she just walk herself to school? And the mother's like, nah, you know, it's too dangerous. You got to take her. So he takes the kid to school. 
the teacher's not there because she's sick. There's like a note on the door, and um, so they spend the day together at, at his store, and they bond like slightly, but not really, because um, he doesn't really have any affection for the child. So while they're in town, um, these men ride up, and of course, like menace the woman and then she goes and hides in the barn and she tries to escape on the horse but they shoot her or they shoot the horse and then it's implied that i guess maybe they i don't know if it's implied that they raped her although there's some like rapey um elements to the like dialogue but Mm -hmm. they don't show anything like that but at the end they, they they murder her so he comes back and there's a marshal there and they're like, you know, your wife's dead. And then the marshal says, like, he Nicholas Cage is burying the wife. And the marshal's like, all right, well, you know, you got to. He knows who Colton Briggs is. So you get like more like dialogue showing like what a badass Colton mm-hmm. Briggs was at one point. Um, So the marshal's like, hey, you know, you can't. Um, Oh. And you find out that the leader of the gang of people that murdered his wife is the son from 20 years previous. Oh, that's a twist. I didn't expect that. Right, sorry. So, I mean, they... I knew it immediately. All right. Um, because whatever, what else is it going to be? All right. Um, and he says his name. Like, they say his name several times in um, in this, the opening scene, and then he says his name to the wife. He's like, I introduced myself, but you didn't introduce yourself. My name's James McCaffrey or some shit. McCaffrey, um, yeah. So, Briggs is like, I need to get revenge, and the marshal is like, you know, getting revenge is the wrong thing to do. Like, somehow, like, he acts like he knows this man, even though he doesn't. And he's like, you owe it to your daughter to, you know, raise her now that her mother's dead, and you gotta let revenge go, because revenge is just gonna, like, lead to disaster for both of you. So then Nicolas Cage goes to kill his daughter. So he can go and exact revenge, I guess, guilt-free. But um, she wakes up while he's doing it, and she's kind of nonplussed by the whole fact that her father's holding a gun on her. She's like, I would really appreciate you not pointing a gun at me, Dad. And so then he's like, all right, well, you're going to come with me. We're going to go get revenge for your mom. So they head out on the road. Um, The marshal and his posse are after the bad guys because they broke out of jail. Um, the bad guys ambush the marshal's posse and end up um, taking out several of them and wounding a couple more. Um, so Nick Cage teaches his daughter how to shoot a gun. Um, they bas- So really the way that they set this up through really bad dialogue is that Nick Cage and his daughter are basically psychopaths hmm. that have no human emotion. And don't feel anything for other people. And the only person that Nick Cage has ever felt anything for is his wife. And you kind of get, again, through like little hints of dialogue, that the only person that the daughter has ever felt anything for is her dad. Hmm. Like that he's the only, like she doesn't have any emotion aside from like love for her father. Um, so anyway, they end up. Uh, so, so the old way is sociopathy? Yes, yes. <laughs> Because at first I was like, well, maybe they're autistic. Um, The way the dialogue is written is very stilted for Mm -hmm. them. I mean, none of the dialogue in the movie is good. 
And honestly, like, the direction is fucking just so trite, but that doesn't matter at this point. Um, so the, the, the premise of the fact that kind of like the inherited, um, the genetic disposition to be a sociopath is honestly like a pretty interesting idea. Mm-hmm. And I think had it been written better, um, and directed better, it would have been really kind of worthwhile in terms of because that's a pretty unique approach to the idea of the kind of man with no name is that he's not a hero. He's just, you know, has a mental illness that allows him to kill without qualm. Um, and it's not like through any like sort of justice or anything. It's just through the inability, like the lack of empathy for other human beings, which mm-hmm. I think is like, I, I think that's a really good idea, but mm-hmm. they do not do a good job of like framing it here. Aside mm-hmm. from just like saying, that's what they're doing right anyway so they end up getting information out of the marshal and his men who are wounded about who the guy is and of course nick cage like doesn't colton briggs doesn't remember him because he's killed so many people he doesn't remember that name right um so the whole time too uh the clint howard character is like we're doing a doing ourselves a disservice by getting on the bad side of this guy because he's going to come murder us all. And the son is like, nah, like I gotta, I gotta take him out for my dad. Um, so Nick Cage ends up sending the daughter into town cause they've taken her like their hold out, hold up in the town, sends the daughter into town and they immediately like recognize her because they saw them on the road earlier, um, before they went to murder the mother. Um, that's a part that i forgot to mention but whatever it doesn't matter um so the the son takes the daughter hostage and starts to kind of like try to gaslight her by calling her his his little sister and basically implying that nick cage is his spiritual father because murdering his father in front of him like turned him into the man that he is and so he's gonna kill he's gonna kill colton briggs and then basically take his place as like this fearsome killer and take his daughter with him so again that's another like plot point that's an interesting idea Uh that idea that this guy philosophically views colton briggs as his real father because that was his like actual birth into Mm -hmm. being like a cold-blooded killer sure but the dialogue and the performance is so bad that you don't ever really get anything out of it And everything in this movie is just so rushed through that they just want to say something and have you believe that that thing is true. So it's just kind of a waste, Mm -hmm. like all of it. Um, But anyway, so Cage is Cage kills everybody else in the guy's gang, like dispatches them pretty easily, except for Clint Howard, who shoots Cage in the arm as Cage is shooting somebody else. So now he's wounded and he's like, can't shoot both guns because the arm is like, whatever damage to the point where he can't hold a weapon or do anything with it so they're standing outside and they have a mexican standoff where clint howard has the daughter at gunpoint and the son has nick cage at gunpoint and the son is like if you shoot me uh, my man here is going to shoot your daughter and so nick cage shoots clint howard dead so his daughter is free and then the guy shoots colton briggs in the chest and so he collapses and the daughter runs over to him and the son and again like this is another like great moment 
ideologically where the son is like, I did it. Like, I never thought that I would be the man that could take down Colton Briggs, but I actually did it. Like now I'm, I'm the like best gunfighter and the daughter like picks up the gun and shoots him and kills him. Right. Like cold blooded. Um, and then the marshal is there and the marshal is like, you know, like the two of you murdered like six men because they had hired like a couple other hired guns the they're the bad guys and we really could probably like frame this as your father being a you know a murderer he said but you guys got the jump on me and you basically like as a 12 year old girl you took out me and one of my men and i don't know that i want anyone to know that a 12 year old can take out a marshal and one of his men um so he was like so why don't we frame it like um you and your father were heroes and she was like okay i can live with that <laughs> and that's the end of the movie jesus christ jesus Frank. <clears throat> the old way being that um so it also rips off um red dead redemption mm. in the idea that um you know the world is moving on from and also sort of like Baroni kenshin kind of in that idea that the world is moving on and these um master killers are no longer really needed in the world because it's not the same place that it used to be like they don't need um mercenary law anymore that the law of like man is enough to kind of rule the territories um which again another interesting idea that they don't really do anything with mm -hmm. um so but that whole idea of like you know the son coming back to take revenge on like the older killer and just so many things that really could have been done. The The only good thing about the movie is the interaction between cage and the little girl. Um, because they're both playing themselves as like sociopaths. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> they're actually kind of interesting interactions. And the sad thing is they have to spell it out because the dialogue isn't good enough to be nuanced for you. Like you kind of get it, but I thought it was just them making really weird acting choices. Mm -hmm. um, but in reality, like they are trying to do what the script is dictating. Mm -hmm. It's just the script is so bad that mm -hmm. it just feels like a bad performance until you realize that it's not. But at that point you're, I don't know, 60 minutes into the movie. Um, I think with a different director and a more polished screenplay, I think it actually would have probably been one of the better Westerns in the past, like, 20 years. Mm -hmm. Just because those ideas are so kind of fresh. Like, again, I think it's amazing to look at, like, oh, you know, these aren't people that you should emulate. Like, these um, gunfighters, they're really just, like, cold-blooded murderers that in the modern world would be you know probably serial killers mm -hmm. but they just had a place and a purpose in um in the world of the past and that world has kind of moved on um which is why they really don't have any place anymore um but they don't do that you know so yeah and the That's, direction that is, sounded pretty painful honestly. the direction is fucking awful um it's all very like I don't know, like by the numbers kind of direction. Like there's no artistry to it. Um, they don't really allow 
things to set up like it feels very rushed i mean honestly like i don't know if i could have stood anymore but it probably should have been about two and a half hours long and really given time for scenes to like breathe and develop and instead it's just like okay here's this scene now we're moving to the next scene um moving to the next scene and then blah 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 so i don't know so it's a shame um he has another the butcher something i can't remember what it's called he has another western coming out yeah i can't remember what it's called oh man i haven't been on the cage filmography in a while (sighs) the retirement plan is what it's called oh there's another thing that's really terrible about it too and another reason that and i don't know if this just comes down to um the direction or if there's i don't know the score in this movie is possibly the worst score i've ever heard in a western Mm. like like a deeply emotional scene will happen and then it'll be like for no reason. Like it's just it's it's like they went to like public domain right. Public domain like western. Butcher's Crossing is the name of it. It hasn't come out yet. Oh, there it is. Okay, sorry. Oh, because it's listed under 2002. It was finished in 2002, but it was delayed in its release. Um Anyway, so it's like, it, it seriously is just public domain, like old timey Western music. And it's never, um, how to say it, like it's never appropriate, or at least it's never like memorable. I mean, sometimes it just feels like filler, like it always just feels like filler. But sometimes it's wildly inappropriate filler, and sometimes it's, like, forgivably, like, more appropriate filler, but it's never, like, anything worth your time, so, yeah. I was really annoyed the whole time, like, whenever music would come on. And it's also not, like, there's no way that it was a a score that was composed by someone. Like, again, I think they just found a bunch of, like, you know, public domain western music and plugged it all together because there's no through line to it or mm-hmm. recurring theme or anything like there's not like the you know colton briggs's thing or something like how you have the man with no name theme i'm not saying everything's got to be um you know any uh, morricone but it definitely should be something better than friggin like newark public access television or some shit right um so yeah, so really just a completely disappointing movie. Yeah, maybe I'm just not in the cage mindset or but um that felt like a slog because normally it's like there's like something at least like comical or amusing if it's not a good cage movie. And well, this is just kind of So the problem is that he's legitimately trying to find a way to affect this like sociopathy you know where he's emotionally stunted and almost like dead inside and he says that at one point you know really that 
like there's nothing living inside him anymore and it was really his wife that kind of brought that out of him and again like the idea of him and his daughter where he goes kind of like a lone wolf and cub type thing you know where like he's gonna kill her because he can't like bear he can't bring her on this like road of vengeance with him because he's got to go back to being the man that he was before he fell in love with his wife and now he's got to abandon all that because the wife is dead and part of abandoning that is killing his daughter but he can't bring himself to do it and he almost like presents her with the choice you know like you can come on the road with me and all that stuff is really like a fantastic idea just the presentation is so bad mm-hmm. and the two of them him and the young girl really work hard to develop chemistry and make something out of it but everything around it is so like flat like the performance of neil lagrosse i think is his name plays the noah lagrosse plays the the bad guy like the kid it's so histrionic and off-putting that you never can take him seriously as a villain like I don't know like he's just not it's just bad and everything feels so derivative of something else like every scene in the movie feels like something you've seen before and something you don't care to see again um so I don't know Noah Gross was um in a score to settle with him oh yeah right the sun Mm -hmm. yeah all wet-eyed and weird yeah. Well, it's James LaGrosse's son, so there's wet eyes. He gets honest. <clears throat> yeah. I'm super excited for Renfield. Uh, the first trailer yeah, I was going to ask Renfield, about the trailer. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I found to be really entertaining. Um, I think it could be too over the top in the other direction, like just too much. Um, but I love the way the cage looks as Dracula. I think it's really funny. The idea of this the Renfield is like trying to go to a um whatever what do you call it? like a, like a, a support group. a yeah, support group yeah. um and they just don't understand that like he's being literal when he talks right. about him like yeah. you know he just uses me to give himself power and they're like oh that's such a such a bold <laughs> statement <laughs> right yeah. but no um but yeah I think that looks I think that looks really entertaining and I like it when Cage is kind of given free reign to just be weird in support of the movie as opposed to just weird for weirdness sake. Um, so looking forward to doing that one in a couple months because I think it comes out in April if I'm not mistaken. Uh, yep, April 14th. Um, uh, and maybe that Butcher movie will come out in the interim since it's already completed. Yeah, it wouldn't surprise me if it's soon probably. I think it premiered at Sundance, if I'm not mistaken, and then... Yeah, I'm looking at it now. Toronto Film Festival. Okay. Yeah, yeah. and then it got delayed for some reason. Yeah. I don't even know why, but... um, But yeah, I... uh, uh like, look. Like, the guy's just gonna do what he does, which is make all these movies, and... Seriously, he probably read the script, and he saw the same thing that I, I can see in the idea that, like, there's really good ideas here. Mm-hmm. And he probably thought that he could invest like something else in it and kind of elevate that dialogue. But I mean, the dude doesn't even have a Wikipedia page, the director. So, right. Yeah. I looked him up. He, it's all like really like low budget, like 
horror action stuff like that. Like he did like one of like Bruce Willis's like last movies. Oh my um, god, those are all so bad. Yeah. Um. And so yeah. Like, so he has the retirement plan coming out. I don't know what the sympathy for the devil is. It's in post production right now. Um. And then he does have that A twenty four movie that's also in post production called Dream Scenario. Um. Ari Aster produced it, and um. I'm surprised they're taking a comedic take on it. It's a comedy, but it's um, it's taking that idea of uh, have you seen that like uh, creepy pasta stuff of like the guy who have have you have you seen this person in your dreams or whatever? Um, it's this like idea that like people have like seen the same person like all these like you know thousands of people have seen the same person in their dreams. Um, it's taking like that concept, but it's like this, uh, the wiki description of it, single sentences, a schlubby professor who never made it becomes an overnight celebrity after appearing in everyone's dream. Um, so they're taking some sort of comedic approach to it. And it's like Cage and, uh, Michael Sarah are like the leads in it. No, but that's fine. I, I try not to read too much about the stuff he has coming out because I yeah. like to kind of just see the trailer for it and then make a decision right. um because i'll watch everything anyway like oh, I right no, yeah there's no decision no, no <laughs> fucking chains um i spent twenty dollars on this movie though so that was a real waste of twenty dollars hmm. and i was trying to justify it to myself like well if you and frankie had gone to see it you would have spent you know probably like twenty four dollars roughly so you really kind of save money, plus you didn't have to drive anywhere. But at the end of the day, it was. Um, when did you pretty... watch it? This this afternoon. Okay. I don't know, one thirty maybe. Did Frankie post on Rotten Tomatoes a review? I don't think. Have you ever posted a review on Rotten Tomatoes? He said no. Okay. Why is there a review on Rotten Tomatoes that would make Fra- you think- Frank Frank P? <laughs> One 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 out of five stars. If I paid to watch this movie, I would want my money. I mean, Frankie has better grammar than this. Um, if I paid to watch this movie and I want my money back, the acting was wooden. It's the kind of movie you would expect to see on daytime TV. <laughs> um, and it's filled with like comma slices and missing apostrophe. So I figured it wasn't him, but I just thought and, and a misspelled paid. Um, but. I just thought it was funny that there's Frank P. Well, it's not me. Not, not liking it. <laughs> no, no, Maybe it's no, no Frank P's like this movie. That's 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 a stat. <laughs> um, there's a lot of people oh. like this movie though. Maybe it's my father. Hmm. Hmm. Who's 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 not paying to watch this movie? That's interesting. Well, I almost um, asked mm, our the, mutual friend uh, uh, for the hookup. Yeah, but then I was like, "No, nah, you know what? I'm just going to support it." Because mm-hmm. I was really hoping it would be good. Yeah, no, nah, it's a shame. Um, the idea of him in a western. Um, but the other, but Butcher Scrollson's Western bit too, right? So, I think. Yeah, a lot of people, a lot of, a lot of I mean, the the critic score is like something like 34%. I can't, I can't find it again. But, it's um, bad. 
yeah, and then but the the audience score is higher. It's like seventy six certified fresh, but yeah, or for the audience score, but yeah, people don't know what they want, and they don't know what they're watching either. Well, this person says, "Don't care what the haters say. This is a great movie. Great acting, dramatic and poetic dialogues." Uh, there's nothing really, you know, I'll give it this, like, it's one of those things that I always find to be infuriating, and I think, like, post-Tarantino, like, dialogue, is that people think that just because you put a bunch of words together, that you've somehow done something great, and sometimes... You can say a whole lot of things and not say anything at all. And Fucking that's the words problem. and words and words. Right. I, Greg R. says, I live by a simple rule. Disregard every last negative review regarding Liam Neeson and Nicolas Cage. You spelled Nicholas wrong. They are universally wrong. All of them. This one's no different. Excellent story. Solid soundtrack. Beautiful filming. So, so good. That's really wrong. And, and like, look, I'm fine with, with Cage's performance in it because I think, again, I think he's just I think he understands the root of this character and I think he's really trying to perform in the way that because it's like, it's like borderline spectrum, this guy is. Uh-huh. And just lacks like empathy and emotion, but finds I, I don't know whatever it's i don't want to invest too much more time in talking about <laughs> what i want to talk about for another hour but cage uh, like cage legitimately understands like what this character is sure. and i think i think i actually appreciate the performance more having seen everything else that he's ever done because i kind of understand i think what his thought process is in making this movie and I think it is like really like I think he gets it and I think he thinks it's an interesting character and he's right. It's just so much wrong with the way the movie's filmed. Yeah. And I'm curious if there's like did they shorten it by a lot? Just to like I don't know. Right. Who knows? But it could have been so much better than it was, and I kind of wish that someone would take a similar idea. Like the idea of the gunfighter being like a psychopath or the gunfighter uh -huh. being almost like a serial killer and having his actions almost sort of what's what I'm looking for um like tacitly approved by the populace because the people that he's being a serial it's almost like Dexter in the old west kind of mm. is that idea like mm -hmm. that he's fulfilling the urge by murdering people that society deems murderable but what happens when society doesn't want you murdering people anymore, you know? Like, now you have to find some other way to, um, like, live in the world when you can't just go out and kill people anymore. And, like, how do you satisfy those urges? Yeah. And that's an, interesting, that's an interesting idea, that he did it by finding one person that actually, like, spoke to his soul where it kind of made him feel like a living being like a human being and then that person's brutally taken away from him in the way that he took people away from their families for years and is 
taken away by a person who he created through the act of like murder you know mm-hmm. cold-blooded murder where he didn't need to murder the person but he did it just because like that was the way that he knew how to react to a situation like all that stuff is fucking fascinating like if you think about it without actually thinking of the movie like it's really kind of brilliant that idea and i think worth making a movie of it's just not this one so yeah yeah Mm-mm-mm. gloria I did not like Nick Cage dying, Nick with a K, four out of five stars. So it makes me wonder, is like Nick Cage dying that one missing star? Yeah, she probably wanted him to recover somehow and then live a life with his daughter. Right, Um, right. But what the movie fails to do, but the attempt is to show the perpetual cycle of violence that comes from people that choose to make their living through the murder of others that now she's lost the one person she has an emotional connection to so what has he created there you know what i mean yeah i actually expected them i I was i hope is not the right word but i thought that perhaps they would cut 20 years in the future again like another like five minute like coda and show her as just like this absolutely ruthless like psychopath murdering people in a more modern world than what she's in um but they uh they didn't yeah. so do you watch through the credits maybe they did oh no no <laughs> sir i um i was done all right so what's the um official uh cage score and then the official movie score uh cage is a six 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 6.5 um and it's all effort on his part. It's not actual performance. Um, it's just he's trying, and I appreciate that. And again, like I think he understands the character well and is doing his best with it. Mm-hmm. Uh, the movie's, uh, I don't know, three maybe. Yeah. And I think that's generous. And that's really just the performances of Cage and the little girl, Ryan Haley, whatever her name is. Yeah, she's been in a bunch of stuff. Um, I've seen her. I've seen her in a few things, and and she's good. I mean, I I haven't had a problem with her in a couple of things I've seen her in previously. There's chemistry there, and in a better movie, I think they would have been. It reminded me of times of the dialogue between uh, DiCaprio and that little girl in um, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood when he's on set. Um, a wise beyond their years, like child with this like bedraggled like older older person i think in a i think in a better movie they would have been pretty fantastic together but again it just ain't this one so oh sorry one movie i saw her in good the other one no not so much she was a little girl on firestarter woof yeah that's where i recognized her from yeah, yeah. that movie was fucking awful yeah she was fine in the tomorrow war um even though it's a terrible movie um <clears throat> All right, so we will be back sometime in the next few months, I guess, at least by April and maybe sooner, depending on what happens with this other Western, I guess, the cages. I may have to go watch uh, that wet, that um, Renfield movie in Thailand because they might be over. I might be over there when it comes mm. out. Yeah, maybe. Um. Hold on, are, is it possible to get like a 
can we get like a like an international quick cage in some way if i'm over there because i was talking to um talking to tanya about it and i said that i want to go um see a movie when we're over there uh-huh so there might be this one huh okay yeah that'll be interesting quick cage goes global um all right so anything else frank no i think i'm done <laughs> all right so three three out of ten movie um cage starting off the year poorly um so renfield or butcher's crossing whichever comes first see if you're just a quick cage fan um soon probably next couple months otherwise please check out the spin chagrin uh the category for this coming week was hawkins stealth um <laughs> that frank has to fulfill there you got it frank yeah it's terrible too and then um we'll be back uh next week with uh our typical top fives where frank will be delivering his uh first fresh five of the year um which is the uh, best movies that he had never seen before um, of the past six months. So thanks for listening, everybody. Have a good night. Good night. Deuces, something, whatever. <laughs>